Hello, welcome to the Mic on Podcast. I'm Shane Wakimbaloe. And how are you all today? How is your weekend going? Well, this podcast is about you, the listeners, and that has informed today's show format. We want to hear more from our listeners and our uh, watchers and viewers, wherever you may be watching. It is an open mic today, and we hope to get as many people as possible to weigh in on today's topic because we generally want to have an interaction and just open the space up so that in this space of time, we can be able to look into how we can get government working. Put politicians who have made promises on their toes, at least Supreme Court judgment is over. We already know. Now, let's face the business of government and some of the promises that are being made. Now, during the week, the president told his cabinet members to perform or they quit. In his exact words, if you are performing nothing, if you're for performing, nothing to fear. If you miss the objective, we will review. If no performance, you leave us. No one is an island and the box stops on my desk. Those are the words of President Tinubu. He emphasized the importance of delivering results to Nigerians, especially in key areas like healthcare and education. Now, beyond promises and words, what do you make of the president's warning to members of his team? As a captain, can he steer the ship? Like I said, it is an open mic. And we are throwing the conversation open to you today. Everyone is a speaker today. And we try as much as possible to get as much people to get into the conversation. You remember that um, the, uh, the CDD, that is the Center for Democracy and Development, uh, in the early day years of uh, uh, Buhari government, they released what they call the Buhari meter. It was a mechanism to measure the performance of the Buhari government and his cabinet. Well, they were releasing uh, intermittent and uh, periodic reports as to the performance uh, side by side with the promises that were being made by that government. Now, can we as citizens now begin to look at the Tinubu meter? You know, because now there's a budget that's been released, the poverty in the land, a whole lot of issues are on. Uh, we cannot even afford as a people to uh, to lose sight of the focus of the agenda to re remove many Nigerians out of poverty and that's why tonight I like to get as many people as possible into the conversation how can we hold the Tinubu government accountable how can we make them deliver on the promises apart from the fact that Adiza Bala Usman who the president has said will be in charge of policy tracking and evaluation you as a citizen you have your own role also to track monitor in your local area what is the government doing are those dividends of democracy being delivered those monies that they said they um, budgeted in the area of roads uh, area of healthcare, are they delivering and on in on all platforms i'll be getting uh, comments and reading out your opinions and your views tonight and so let's get talking everyone shall we um of course, there are a few people already on Twitter space. Uh, I think that's where we'll start from. There are a few people also on Instagram, on YouTube, and Facebook. Of course, we can see some of your comments, and I'll be able to read it out so that we can have uh, some kind of a conversation, healthy debate, so that we can know how to hold this government accountable. I dare say that a Tinubu meter 
to track Tinubu cabinet uh, and the federal government about their performance has started already. We will not leave them until they deliver on what they have promised. So let's start, everyone. Who is going to go first tonight? Um, see a few people. So who is ready? Uh, the few speakers on Twitter spaces are ready. Uh, if you're ready to go, we are ready. The mic is on. I can see if we can. If we, if I can see any hand, the first hand will be the first person uh, to, to, to lead us into the conversation. What do you make of signing a performance bond? Is that enough? Okay, there's a performance bond that has been signed between the president, the minister, the permanent secretary. And the president has also raised the fact that if you sabotage this government, you will leave. If you don't perform, you will leave. These are some of the issues that have been raised. Let's get talking, everyone. If at Olamelekon 2100 is ready, the mic is on. Please, you can join. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Chairman. Please, good evening. You can go ahead, please. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, I would like to appreciate you on one thing. I was the one that called like two months ago. I was a call member that called a few months ago. So I was unable to reach you since then. Oh, so thank you very are much. You, are you done with your youth service now? No, I'm not done. No. I'm still serving. Yeah, still serving the nation. Go ahead. So yeah. how do you hope or how do you think we can best track Tinubu government and their cabinet's performance? I think from the past administration, we can see the loopholes in the Burari administration. So I think what President Tunubu has to do is just to be doing follow-up and be committed to what they are doing initially. So to not leave all those ministers, all these cabinets alone, and give them the huge follow-up so that they can perform better. So far, so good. We have been seeing a lot of policy from him which I think is quite good for now. At least hard on everybody, but at least I believe is a necessary step to be taken. But let's just be looking and see what goes on. Thank you very much. Thank you. But let me ask you: um, you yeah. are you're a youth. You're on you're on your NYC the compulsory one year youth service. Yeah. I'd, like, I'd like to know how much is yeah. the present allowance from the federal government. I want for the government is thirty-three thousand because I don't know why we are left out in the thirty-five thousand uh, which that was promised to the federal workers. Because to me, I believe we're supposed to be among those people, which I believe they have been paying already. But up to now, we are still receiving our thirty-three thousand, which is very choking. Like it's not easy for all the core members. I would say that I'm representing them today. It's not easy at all. The 30,000, everything has increased. So I don't think maybe this government is trying to even consider the core member as this, consign the so, economy. Of so I, I think that, beyond, of course, then the, the survivor of the moment is very key. But I'd like yeah. to ask you, um, what are your hopes? Do you think that there are jobs out there? And I know that maybe you're a Christian or a Muslim, whatever faith you belong yeah. to, you are hopeful. And you're perhaps spiritual that, oh, after your NYC, you will get a job. But do you think yeah. that the jobs are out there? Do you have any hopes that the jobs are out there? Yeah, there's no job. Even though where we are serving now, they will be telling us after our service, there's no space. And Go ahead. 
Yeah, any ministry that we are posted to, whatever your piece of family assignment as a core member, a lot of them will be telling you, like, after your service, there's no job, there's no this. Even though to accept you as a core member, to serve under them, you still be begging them to even accept you when you take your request letter there. Most of the core members here in Abuja specifically, all of the, most of us, I would say like maybe 40% out of 100% don't have place of permanent assignment. They are just sitting down at home because nobody wants to accept them. Even we that we are working at some organization now, they will be telling you that after your service, there's no job. So, we are just so as you are right now, you do not have hope of a job. But you're just you're just praying. I'm just praying. There's no hope. Okay, don't worry. No uh, I know everything no. will be all right. All right. Thank you so much indeed. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing a few you. a few comments here. I'd like to show all says happy Saturday, everyone. Good evening, Mr. Show. I'm just joining the program. I'm delighted to be here. Your question is very important to the citizens of Nigeria. Accountability and performance rate can be actualized via various sectors. Of the government local SCDA ETC. Adeyamo Abidin on Twitter also is saying, he says, I think we should focus more on the state governors. They should allow local government to function. These are some of the th uh, thoughts coming through. Let's get some other people talking right here on the podcast. Um, who do we have there? Mr. Activist, yeah. Right? Mr. Activist, Law at Emmanuel over two, please. Your mic is on. Go ahead. Yeah, good evening. I trust you fine and I trust everyone is doing good. Everyone Anyways, is good. Yeah. I, I look forward to talking to hearing from you every time like this. Well, um, thank you once again. Like Olamilico, I recommended a woman who couldn't pay her son's uh, health bills. And uh, some people on this platform made sure that that money was available for her. And I don't know if I was able to come back again because that time so many things were on my hand. So anyways, like Olamilico, I say thank you so much and thank you to the flat platform. Thank you. Thank so, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, governance is not a big, it's not a big challenge that we we'll, we'll normally look at it from the perspective of as Nigerians and Africans. We make a look as if there is some kind of uh, power, mystical power that is attached to governance in Nigeria. I don't think that is the case. If Tunubu want to do the right thing, it doesn't cost him anything. If you want to do the right thing, we will know. It's not about you dishing out policies and saying this is what it is. First, you have to dismantle the red, red, the repetitism or bottleneck around the system. For instance, every minister in Nigeria should be accountable and they should make his ministry, his foundings, every money that has been expended on that. Now, the FEC, like we always said, the FEC has no business approving amount of money in that sense. We must make government businesses to be transparent and at most to be clear to the average person who wants to make inquiries about how the system is going. We know we have a Bureau of Public Enterprise and which are sad to, to, to look at the government expenditures, especially in, in awarding contracts and all those stuff. This is where it comes from. That agency or that directorate must be given its due power and reestablish once again to standpoint for what it ought to be. Now, we know very well for sure that People live above their means. Now, if a minister is living above his means, or the, governor, the government officials are living above their means, and they are telling citizens to tighten up their belts, you know that there is something wrong with that kind of assertion. So if Tunubu want to start, he will, first of all, make the people that are serving under him 
which we know very well that by virtue of Session 5 sub 1, Tunubu enjoys the exclusive power that is embedded with the executive. Every other person shares that executive power with him, including the vice president. So if you want to actually help Nigerian people and make governance to be transparent as much as possible, it doesn't need any more things. We have the laws. Make the law work for the people. One aspect of it, that is how to dismantle it. Two, remove every bureaucracies that are attached to governance in Nigeria. Three, make it very transparent that I, I, can't, I don't need to go to Abuja. I don't need to go to anywhere to assess or to stop what's happening in the system. So let me let me let me, let me ask you quickly, uh, quickly. Okay. Let me ask you if there are three areas, because those who are in government, the president is just one president. The cabinet members are just a group of people uh, under hundred. Uh, they may not be able to identify all the problems that Nigerians are facing, and we can almost say, "Oh, economy, security, blah." But as a Nigerian, I don't know what sector you're working or what expertise you have. If there are three things that you think are important that will help our nation today, what would those things be? Thank you so much. I think the first thing, first of all, for me, is that the nation is hungry. We have disposable young people. They should immediately declare sort of emergency in the power sector and vis-a-vis -vis running side by side with youth empowerment, not just youth empowerment in sharing you win money or whatever money. There should be a deliberate effort by government to invest in Nigerian youth and be able to give them the leeway to be able to have what we call purpose as an individual, as a citizen. That's the only thing that will make persons not to want to leave Nigeria or in, the, in the name of Jakpa. So that's one aspect of the discourse you must, you must have in mind. So when you have the power put in place, you must, must first of all, follow up with youth empowerment, a deliberate effort, design programs. Like they have had in India, another part of the world that are making progress in that in that regard. We can borrow a leaf from them. That is one aspect. Two, Sudubu have to show leadership. What I mean leadership here, Nigeria is fragmented in every aspect of it. If you come to Twitter here, you will see how, how difficult it is to do, to do so. It has to be a leader and a leader to everybody. To everybody. If he has become a president of Nigeria, no matter the hook and sinker he may, he may become, he needs to marry everybody. He needs to make sure that we do not do business as usual. Because people do not have faith in this system. People have lost faith in the system. So he can be a leader. He still has the opportunity to do so. Nigeria have never had a national hero. Tunubu can do so. It's not a big deal. It's not, it's, it's not mystical. He can marry everybody, both the Igbos, both the Aousa, both the Benis, both where we are coming from. He can do so. At the end of the day, People will see the reason to be empathetic and contribute to the system. Once you don't believe in the system, you'll see reason to steal from the system. And it must show. Leadership is not when you buy luxury car for your family. It must show in your attitude, in your actions, in your, in your proclivities, in everything you are doing. People must see that you are making some kind of um, uh, altruistic intentions. They are seeing the altruistic intention. They are saying that the, the finance that are with you, are available with you, are spent in a very religious manner to the help, to this generality interest, not to the f just few people that we have in Nigeria. Then we talk about the last one, which I will talk about, which is where I come from. We must look at education. We must, do, we must be deliberate in our educational system. Because we have people who are not educated, and if you have educated people, it will make them to make right choices. As, as, as people, you cannot give them rights and say you will win, you will get them whatever you want to get them. It's not possible. People must be our our richness as a people is not in the, in, in our oil or natural resources. It's in the people. How do we develop Nigerian people? 
and we, we must be deliberate about it. I've not seen the last few months, I've not seen those deliberacy in that intention in all the sectors I've mentioned, and even beyond. I can mention very plenty. I can talk about the judiciary where I'm coming from and the admission of criminal justice and the, the whole gamut of judiciary and the judicial system is bad. So I wouldn't talk about that. But at least we can look at those, what you call a low-hanging fruit. What can, what can we start doing? First of all, like I said, you must show that leadership. You, you just have to show it. People are losing right. faith every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Mr. I, I really appreciate your thoughts there. And a lot of things are coming to my mind as we're speaking out there. And um, I do think that anybody who leads Nigeria can actually make a hero out of themselves. Because the, the problems of Nigeria are enormous. And I, I mean, anybody who does good to Nigeria will never be forgotten because people are suffering. If you take their pains away, they will never forget. One thing that is very important tonight is that we may talk and talk and talk and talk as citizen the reason why we did an open mic today is to come to the realization that yes the government is to be working for the people it is our role as well the media and citizen to put the government on its toes to be able to deliver on what they have promised and so we cannot keep quiet in your own social media in your own uh, corner in your local government Everybody belongs to a local government. You live in a local government. You live in a, in a state. You belong to a senatorial district. You belong to a federal constituency. Engage. Call them out. Ask them questions. Engage with them. Those promises that are being made, if they're not being done, take pictures. Show them. One way that we also can be playing our role as citizens is that we need to lend our voices to the issue of policy. Well, we can try deliverables. What it means is that ministers and other top government officials must be kept on their toes. Without a well-defined KPIs, it may be hard to track KPIs. It becomes even more difficult in public service because of bureaucracy and lack of accountability. Tough political decisions must be made, especially when it is to the benefit of the greater number of Nigerians. The buck stops on the desk of the president. Yes, it will be expected to put pressure on his cabinet like he's doing, then the ministers are expected to put pressure on MDAs and it all trickles down like that, then we have a positive ripple effect. It's been an interesting conversation here tonight, everyone. Topics like these are inexhaustive. The conversation continues. But one thing that is important is that you have a role as a citizen to take action, to ask questions, and take your own destiny as a people into your own hands by asking the tough question on the people that lead this. Thank you so much for being part of this podcast, everyone. I'll see you next time. I'm sure Kimale. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us on this edition of Mike on Podcast with Shayono Kimbaloy.